Welcome back to the White Coat Club. My name is Nicole and I'm one of the counselors at Moon Prep. Today, I have one of my fellow counselors here with me, Megan, and we will be talking about internships and do you need internships for BSMD? As always, don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel to get more great content about direct medical and medical school admissions. So hi, Megan. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. Uh, I think this is your first time on the podcast. So I'd love for you to take a minute and just kind of introduce yourself to everyone. Absolutely. So I am a third-year medical student and a counselor here at Moon Prep. Um, I go to school at Oakland University, William and Beaumont in Royal Oak, Michigan. So a little outside of Detroit. My background is in neuroscience. I actually did a combined degree in a bachelor's and master's, so a five-year program. And my path to medicine was a little non-traditional. I took a few years off because I thought I was going to go get a PhD. But after working in the hospital system, I decided my strengths really lie in clinical settings. So I decided to go back to get an MD. And it's really exciting to be on this path, but also working with, you know, the students of the future. Awesome. So let's jump right in. Just to start us off, you know, what in your definition is an internship? Yeah, an internship is broad terminology um, for different roles, ranging from long-term volunteer experiences to research. It's usually between a student and one researcher, medical professional, which gives you a little bit more of a one-on-one experience. Um, For the example, I have a student right now interning at an obstetrics and gynecology office, and that's acting more as a medical assistant role. Um, because she's a high school student and doesn't have the qualifications for that, she has some limitations, but she's really able to work in the clinical setting. However, you can do an internship in research at local universities with basic science all the way to clinical research. So internships are really what the student makes of it um, that can cater to their interests. Yeah, I've had a couple of students who primarily do internships in terms of research, but it is nice to know that there are other ones out there that could be more in like a clinical setting as well. So in terms of your candidates that you work with at Moon Prep and your students, do most of them have internships on their resume when it comes down to completing the application process? Yeah, that's a great question. Most of our candidates have some combination of volunteering, shadowing, and research experience. This doesn't always fall in the context of internship, but the beauty of internships is you can overlap a lot of those experiences. They tend to be longer in duration. So if you're working in a medical office, you may be volunteering as well as getting some shadowing experience as well. Um, It doesn't always have to be an internship. And I've seen so many students who have gotten into BSMD programs are successful without that intern title. Um, But I do see there's a lot of value in that one-on-one interaction with a supervisor, which provides really high volume, meaningful experience for our students. I would say the same thing. Um, I think those three terms, like you kind of mentioned, are a little bit interchangeable. And it's definitely kind of the role that you're given. Different places can have different names, right? They might call something an internship, but it may be more of a shadowing role or, you know, vice versa. Um, I think kind of the bottom line is what the student is gaining from that experience. And then like how they're pushing it forward. Yeah. I completely Um, agree. I I think it's what the students get out of the experience. If you are doing more of that passive um, shadowing, that's a okay. But an internship is really getting your hands 
in on the action and taking away tangible skills. Yeah, definitely. And it it is true for my students as well that most of them do have kind of a combination of t- at least two of the three, if not all three. Mm-hmm. All right. So Megan, what does the day in the life of an internship look like since you've done so many of them? Yeah. So the beauty of internships is they are really catered to that individual. So because you're not in a program, you're not with a bunch of other students, There's, it's not as structured. So if you're in a research lab, you could be working the typical day of um, a lab assistant, a clinical research coordinator, where you're in the office between eight and nine, and you stay a full day from five, six o'clock. And throughout that day, you are in a basic wet lab, you're running Western blots, and you're learning different techniques in contributing to this the actual science. A lot of that is hands-on laboratory technique skills. You're usually partnered with either the primary investigator or a lab manager. If you're in more of a clinical setting, it depends on the schedule um, you set up with the physician. So I've seen students who work 40-hour work weeks as an internship for, you know, a month of the summer. Others have split that time and done 20 hours a week so they can do a sport in the afternoon or participate in community theater. Um, There's always ways to cater internships to your goals because it is a little bit more of a one-on-one interaction, which can be really helpful. The biggest thing is making sure that you are doing what fits for the office and environment you're working for, as well as what fits for your goals as well. I get this question a lot from families who are looking to get an internship. And that question is, are internships for students paid? So it really depends on the depth and the role that you're in. Um, If I'm being honest, it's pretty rare to get a paid internship. So when I've had, I think maybe one or two students who've landed a paid internship, which is amazing. Um, But for the most part, I see a lot of unpaid opportunities because of the learning experience and such tangible skills that students are getting out of this. A lot of scientists don't have that in their grant budgets to pay an additional student to be training in their labs. So it's possible, but I wouldn't bank on getting a paid internship. Yeah, definitely. At least not for your first one. I have a student currently who is in a paid research internship role. However, this is the third or fourth research related activity that that he's completed or that he's been a part of. And um, he's actually traveling multiple states away for this internship. And he's done it um, over the summer. So, you know, spending time, yes, it's paid, but he's, you know, living in another state essentially to do this work because it was something that he was, you know, granted and it was a great opportunity. But from my experience as well, the students that do get something paid, it is extremely rare. Yeah. And I would say too, um, the expectations of that role. I think I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of paid internships where, you know, maybe 50% of the time they're doing more clerical work for an office or for a lab, because that is a lot of value to give back to the lab. And then the other 50% of the time they're doing a lot of teaching for you. So if yeah. you're expecting to be taught the whole time, that might not be a paid situation, but if you are actually doing a lot of valuable work for the, the organization as well, um, there are paid um, employment opportunities that they do label as internships. 
Absolutely. You do have to have like some baseline knowledge. It's definitely not a teaching experience, especially if it's going to be paid. So kind of back to what we were talking about earlier, what do you feel like some of the main differences, there is differences (laughs) between internships and a shadowing experience? Yeah, absolutely. We did touch on this a little bit, but I think shadowing experience is an observer role. You are cycling through maybe different specialties and you are kind of glued to the side of that position, really seeing the ins and outs of a physician's responsibilities throughout the day and the types of patients they're seeing. And you're you're a little fly on the wall sometimes. Um, you do get, we call it pimped in medical school, but you get, you get asked questions um, throughout the day to, you know, learn. But for the most part, your shadowing experience is really to observe, is this career path correct for me? An internship experience is working and you are contributing to the team. So there is shadowing involved and um, the physician you might be working with or the researcher you might be working with could help you um, facilitate shadowing experiences. But for the most part, that shouldn't be the expectation in an internship. You really will be doing more rooming patients if you're in an office or you'll be helping prep the the exam room. If you're in research, again, you'll be doing more of that bench lab work, which is a lot more hands-on in an internship setting. Yeah, it's definitely more of the role. Um, I think internships, similar to volunteering, uh, you have a task to be done. This is your role you're doing when you're here. Um, That's kind of the main differences that I like to tell students between volunteering and shadowing is volunteering, you're given a task to do. Shadowing, you're definitely more of that like fly on the wall. but yeah, similar with internships, it's much more hands-on than even a shadowing role or I'm um, even a volunteer role would be, even though you do have tasks to do, it's just much more hands-on specifically. And I think you're given a little bit more responsibility as well. Internships tend to be more consistent in hours. And the more time you spend in one location, the more trust is built between you and the team. And you really do get higher level, more valuable experiences Mm -hmm. because of that level of responsibility you can get even going above and beyond a volunteer. Absolutely. And I think that you're almost in the office or in wherever setting you are seen as more of a colleague than um, a student if you're doing. Agreed. Yeah. You're held to more of a professional standard, which is a good experience for students if they've never had something like that, where they've had to be kind of held to that level of responsibility. And even in an unpaid setting, I think this is the closest thing you're going to get to paid employment, which isn't typical for a lot of high school students, right? So I think that's valuable even when you think about college planning that I've been in this professional setting outside of school where I've really held a role as a colleague, as a professional, as a peer. Mm -hmm. I have kind of a follow-up question with the paid, unpaid thing. I know we're kind of jumping back and forth, Um, but... I've also had family say, well, is it stronger to show a college that they paid me to do the work versus not? I say no. Um, A, because they're so rare to be paid anyway. And it's just not something that we want to even have to talk about on an application. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, I mean, I've done paid and unpaid internships myself. I've had students that have done both. And I've personally never been asked in an interview if it was paid or unpaid, that they just look at the responsibilities I had and would follow up with questions based on the my role rather than, you know, the price tag. Mm-hmm. 
So is one stronger than the other? Volunteering, shadowing, interning. When it comes to admissions, do you feel like one is a key that unlocks more opportunity? Yeah, I think there's value in trying a little bit of everything. I think with shadowing, I think it's a tiered system. Let me rephrase that. Shadowing, then volunteering, then internship in levels of increasing importance and value. Shadowing is the first thing students, I think, want and need because they want to see it. They want to see the cool surgeries. They want to be in the clinical room. But like we said earlier, you're observing a lot. And what we look for in college applications is action and doing and learning those tangible skills. So there is value in shadowing because you start to narrow down your future and what you're interested in. But I think you should be spending your time volunteering and interning because you can really learn the tangible skills and demonstrate passion. Volunteering, whether it's medical or non, can really show your admissions teams where your passion lives, what you're really enthusiastic about. And then those internships can really show those tangible skills in the workplace, what you got out of it and what you can bring as an incoming freshman. Absolutely. I agree with all that. All right. So now we know what we want. What is the best way to go about gaining an internship, for example? Yeah. So internships are tricky sometimes because, you know, you're not, they're not going to be always advertised online. Um, the best way to start, I think, if you're looking for research, I like to start my local universities looking up faculty directories in the discipline I like. If you love biomedical engineering, you're going to see a full profile of different specialties, different faculty members who are conducting research every day. And they all there's always room to take students in labs. That does lead to some cold emailing to local offices and local faculty members, but you can find those right on their website. Medical offices, I tend to tell my students, leverage your connections. Do you have a family member who works in a medical office? Maybe talk to your own primary care provider to see if they have opportunities or they know offices that take students. And then we always fall on this cold emailing local offices. A lot of the time, offices are welcoming the help. They love an extra pair of hands. So being able to introduce yourself, who you are, your goals, um, can really just start a conversation and even picking up the phone and calling to see if they they will take a student for the summer is, is an option. I've had students do all of those. And don't be afraid to, if it's hard, it's going to be worth it in the end. You know, you might get a lot of rejections when you're doing like that cold calling, cold emailing, and it might feel a tad awkward when you're doing it. Um, and doing the, putting in the time, doing the research to find the emails and, you know, all the proper things can definitely take some time, but it is so worth it in the end. So and you have to get I to think that one, yeah. yeah, I think one thing that I see students say a lot is, oh, I'm not really interested in that topic, um, but there's so many mm -hmm. tangible skills you learn. I know my background's in brain injury, but the work that I've done there translates really well to my cardiology rotation right now, right? So the same for an internship, maybe you love chemistry, but you had an opportunity in a biochemistry lab and you really liked the faculty member, don't be afraid to jump into that. Whether it's, you know, three weeks, six weeks, you're really going to gain skills that are going to translate to all of your interests. Absolutely. And you might surprise yourself as to how much you actually enjoy this other topic as well, or even more. I have a student who 
was really gung-ho about this internship that they received. And it was actually during um, 2020 when they obtained it and it had to get canceled. Um, so they grabbed another one. Luckily, they were able to find something else, but they really weren't looking forward to it. <laughs> um, and they're like, I'm just going to do it, but I'm not really excited about it. I was much more excited about the first one. Now their perspective is completely changed. They've almost changed like the entire reason why they want to go into medicine because of how much they learned at this other role that they didn't even really want to do to begin with. Um, so take kind of take what you can get and you'll learn something. It, either some, like you said, some transferable skills or you'll learn something about yourself or just the medical field that you hadn't known prior. I completely agree. I saw the same situation with my student last summer <laughs> where they were so interested in cardio, cardiothoracic surgery. And at 17, it's really hard to get into a surgical specialty <laughs> to, you know, work and observe. Um, even as an undergrad, that can be difficult. So what we ended up doing was leaning towards more family practices. And that opened up his eyes to so many different aspects of medicine, the environmental influences that affect people's health. And it really shaped how we wrote his personal statement and really why he wanted to pursue this field. So I completely agree that keeping an open mind is the number one thing you can do, not only when getting an internship, but following this career in medicine. Absolutely. So when do you recommend that students start applying for internships? Is there a specific age, a specific grade level, a specific time of year? Yeah, that's a great question. It's really variable, but I would say generally speaking, a lot of offices, research labs will have a minimum age limit. Ten, I tend to see it around 16. Um, it doesn't mean if you're a first year and you're still 15, um, you can't start looking for these opportunities. They are out there. There just might be some limitations. I've also seen some hospitals, so big hospital propers have 18-year-old requirements for specific tasks. I've had some students get certified in phlebotomy where they were volunteering at the hospital up until they were 18. And then once they're turned 18, they're actually able to get this certification. So there are some age um, requirements, but they are nuanced. And I'd say as early as you can, just start getting your name out there, start networking, and that can really set you up for success. When it comes to time of year, right now is kind of that perfect time. The winter season, preparing for summer, a few months in advance to be able to kind of go through the process of reaching out to different opportunities. Sometimes you're going to have to interview for these opportunities. So, I mean, you could reach out to 20 people and hear back from four if you're cold calling. And that is the reality of it. But you can really land some meaningful opportunities if you just stick with the um, persistence and resilience of kind of going through this process. But if you start early, you know, January, February, you'll be good to go by summer. Once it gets to spring, it gets a little busy. More students are trying to get opportunities and can be a little bit more competitive. Definitely. And we like the winter too, because we want to probably do these positions over the summer. Uh, obviously that's when students have the most time. Think outside the box as well. You know, can you go spend the summer with a grandparent or an aunt or uncle in another state that might have more opportunity? You know, always kind of be thinking about these other things as well. Yeah. And to say that too, it doesn't always have to be limited to summer. Obviously, summers when we have the most time. Um, but I had a student who got a summer opportunity. They had committed to eight weeks. And once school came back around, she loved the office. The office loved her. And they said, 
do you want to stay once a week, even if it's two hours after school, like we would love to have you. And so she's been able to continue that internship on a capacity that works for her with her academic and extracurricular schedule, but something that she really loved and she wasn't ready to let go of. So these opportunities exist and don't be afraid to take advantage of them when they arise. That's phenomenal. I love that. So we talked a little bit about this already, but do colleges really view internships as a strength? You know, what are the true benefits to getting an internship? I definitely see them as a strength. Um, your admissions team are going to see an internship and they're going to know you have some soft skills is what I like to call it. These are the things like bedside manner that we talk about in medical school and in our profession. It's hard to know how to approach a patient with empathy or have the interpersonal skills to resolve conflict among team members if you're in the classroom 24 seven. Obviously our first priority is doing well in school and excelling, but internships really stand out on resumes because they demonstrate that you've worked in interpersonal environments, you maybe have had conversations, whether that's patient facing or client facing even, um, that you're able to demonstrate, again, these soft skills, the empathy, the compassion, the communication skills that you don't always get in a traditional academic setting. Absolutely. They like to see that you have spent the time in high school dedicated to knowing that this is the profession for you. And it's hard to do that without having some type of formal internship um, underneath your belt. I agree. It's hard to convince someone that you want to spend the next eight plus years training to be a physician or in the healthcare field if you haven't ever been in an office. So whether that is shadowing or volunteering, or again, interning is kind of that gold standard of mixing the two together. Um, it really does stand out on a resume. Absolutely. The convincing thing is something that I tell my students a lot. You know, there's thousands sometimes applicants for these programs. How are you going to prove to them and really show to them that this is something that you know that you are meant to do if you haven't really had much experience in the field yet. So kind of a final overall question for a student that is going out, maybe has an internship or is getting ready to start one, how could they make the best out of that experience? And do you have any tips for students who, like I said, might be starting one soon? Absolutely. So outside of just making the most of that experience by showing up every day, ready to learn and asking questions, these are opportunities that you're going to be talking about through your application process for college and through your application process through that medical school application. So being able to maybe carry a little notebook or journal at your end of the day, talk about highlights of the day, things you've learned, interesting interactions are all going to be a great reference point when meaningful conversations and interviews and essays come up for college applications. Also, like I said, don't be afraid to ask questions or volunteer for responsibilities um, that might be outside of your job description, but if you have the tool set and the training and the knowledge to accomplish it, being able to take the initiative, say, I'm happy to help out, I'm happy to stay 15 minutes late so I can finish this task for you, really sets you apart. You could get a letter of recommendation out of it. And we're not always thinking about college building, but we are always thinking about college um, resume building. So there's a lot of twofold in the academics and the learning, but 
you're also really rounding out your resume and helping prepare for that application process that gets crazy senior year. That is great advice. Definitely. Um, I always tell students carry a notebook, you know, even if you're doing something early on, or even if it's right before senior year, there's so much going on. You want to remember these little moments, how you felt, you know, what you were able to see. So the notebook thing is definitely something I recommend to almost all of my students. Yep, I completely agree. And I would say if you're in a clinical um, environment, the biggest and the most impactful essays I've ever read for my students are that one patient encounter that really resonated with them, whether they were able to see a disease from a different lens or see an impact of caregiver experience with the patient, and they've really been able to open up how they're going to treat their patients in the future. Those are really meaningful stories that you can start experiencing as young as a high school student. And is there anything that students should be doing on top of interning if they do land something? Um, I think, again, that really comes down to that time commitment. If you're working five, six days a week in a medical office as an intern, sometimes it's hard to do something on top of that. And, you know, college admissions aren't expecting you to when you're demonstrating this time commitment. Now, if they see you're only doing 10 hours a week all summer, what are you doing with the extra 14 hours a day? Of course, we're sleeping and enjoying our summers. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But if you're only doing 10 hours a week, maybe you add on those extracurricular activities. You add on a volunteering in your community. Local involvement is really good ways to supplement an internship if you have the extra time in your day. Absolutely. And admissions counselors are looking at your academic and your extracurricular profile holistically. So, you know, you're managing, if you're doing things during the school year, you're managing classwork, maybe you're taking summer classes, but it is definitely about a balance um, and making sure that you are maybe not spending all of your time, but using a lot of your time um, in a positive manner. I agree. I, I joke with my students, but like you said, the admissions team are looking at that hours count. And if you say you're doing seven things between two weeks and the hours don't add up, they're going to ask you about that. So yeah. um, same thing if you say you're doing it, but there's only two hours of extracurriculars a week, they're going to ask you what you're doing with all your extra time. So being prepared to answer those questions. And if you don't have an answer for it, maybe we think about what am I missing? What would what am I passionate about and what can I fill my time with? Thank you for joining us today and listening in. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe for more BSMD and direct medical school topics.